Hey, it's Chris. Welcome to the podcast. This was a fun week, right? And I was a little bit, I won't say slow. Well, yeah, that's what it was. I was slow getting my iPad content out, but it was for a reason. I'm working on another project at the moment, and I did finally get an iPad video up. It's called M2 iPad Pro Worth It? Question mark. And uh, it's doing well um, for those of you that like to track. I know I feel like it's weird to say, but some people are like, no, I like it when you give us behind the scenes stuff. So it's ranking three out of the last 10, right? It's being beat out by the Apple Watch Ultra content uh, at the moment. But this was uh, an interesting video for me to make. I actually recorded two videos. I sat down at the desk in the studio and recorded two videos. I've only put up this first one. I'm not sure if I'm going to release the other one. It's also an iPad uh, related video, but I got some stuff for you on Monday that I got to skip ahead to. I can't tell you what. Some of you might guess. So the new iPads are out and, you know, it's exciting. It wasn't, uh, there's no event, obviously. So that kind of tempers our expectations as to uh, how even Apple views these iPads. But still, like, you know, I'm really excited. A lot of people um, are upset, uh, as always, that, well, you know, what's the big deal here? It's not super different, this M2 versus the M1 iPad Pro. You know, but yeah, but it's turning into like the cell phone thing, right? You know, the iPhones where it's like not everybody is going to be upgrading every year. In the past, every time there's a new iPad, every time there's a new iPhone, it was like this super huge, big deal. Now it's just sort of like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little bit faster and stuff. That's just the era that we live in. That said, though, I do feel like, and maybe you sense this too, it feels like that the the next uh, iPad Pro, call it the M3, whatever it's going to be, and I don't know, do we have to wait 18 months for it? I have no idea like we have in the past, uh, whatever it is, is probably going to be more exciting. It's probably going to get an actual redesign. It's probably, and when, when that happens, it's going to be able to uh, get that camera to move into the horizontal mode, you know, when when you're using it on the Magic Keyboard, like the base iPad got. Because people have been asking about that. Why did Apple do that with the camera setup? How could they bring that to the base iPad before the pro iPad. Well, here's the thing, right? And, and everyone was like, well, the magnets and, you know, the, the Apple pencil charging and stuff. Yes, but think about it. That base level iPad, it had the opportunity to be redesigned. That thing is a fresh redesign, the whole thing, right? Um, so Apple could really redo everything and, and move stuff around. It wasn't just the same old, same old thing with a few new updates. Like that thing was completely new, Um top to bottom. So for the base level iPad, I mean, that's why they were able to get in there and mess around with the components and rearrange stuff because it got redesigned. So the, the new iPad pro, you know, the M2, that thing, it's not a, a total complete redesign. That's why really, I think there's no Apple pencil camera movement there. Pretty obviously. Some other questions um, people had asked me about the new iPads that I said I would answer. Um, I got a few answers for you. Like, so some people are wondering, uh, is that Apple pencil hover feature only for them too? Yes. But here's something that's interesting to know this new, uh, feature it's backwards compatible with older second gen Apple pencils. So if you have an older second gen Apple pencil, you're still going to be able to use this new hover feature with the brand new M2. I'm not sure if everybody knew that. So I wanted to throw that out there. Everyone obviously keeps asking, you know, like, what are the apps that are going to take advantage of the M2? I really did cover that pretty well in the latest video. It's not just um, DaVinci Resolve, although that's probably like the, you know, best 
gold standard use case scenario at the moment. But you know, all the things that I mentioned, so in case you haven't seen the video yet, things like Octane X, Shaper 3D, even things like Affinity Photo, these are all gonna be able to take advantage of the new power there. Also, there's a cool new game coming out. I, I mean, I, I say cool, it looks cool. I mean, I don't know that I'll ever end up playing it, but I've seen it, I've seen that it's coming down the pipeline. And for anybody that's interested in good iPad games, that are coming down the pipeline. I saw a demo, I can't tell you from who, but I did see a demo uh, for, for Star Rail. And uh, <laughs> some people are gonna be like, <laughs> honestly, I don't know. I don't know if this ties into Final Fantasy or something. I know, sorry for you gamer people out there. So I can't tell you what the game developer is and uh, what they're known for. I apologize, but it looks interesting. It's called Star Rail and uh, the demo looked very impressive. So that's coming down the pipeline. If you're looking for a new game, uh, that's coming out soon. And I saw it demoed actually on the base level iPad. So that thing, it can handle some some good gaming. But I do want to say that uh, I, I can't point to a specific game that's going to take advantage of the M2 power at the moment. But I can just say you should see improvements ac across the board with all your different games um, in terms of loading times. You know, you know the graphics are obviously much improved uh, on the M2. That, that's actually a pretty nice jump there. Uh, again, will people notice people play junky looking games all the time. So if something's, you know, 10% less junky looking or, you know, you know, or like better, I'm not sure your average person is really going to notice as long as they're just having fun with the game. That's the whole Nintendo switch thing, right? It wasn't about graphics. It was just about the gameplay. I do want to mention stage manager. I know some people had some questions about that because it is going to be compatible with some older iPads. I haven't seen an, an actual list of which iPads are gonna be compatible yet. Um, it's not just gonna be the M1 and the M2 iPads anymore, but only the M1 and the M2 are going to be able to take advantage of external display support that comes with Stage Manager, which is a big deal. You have to like that Apple listen to people and they're like, hey, you know, we still would like Stage Manager on, on uh, other iPads, and there's a compromise to be made, right? That you did get it on an older iPad, on some older iPads, but it's not the full-fledged thing, but that's essentially what people were calling for, and, and they got it. That's pretty cool. I do want to uh, talk a little bit about, I think you guys will find this interesting, uh, why the 11-inch Pro didn't get the upgrade in terms of specs that the 12.9-inch had last year already in the last model. Everyone thought, hey, the 11-inch is sure to get that whenever the Pros are updated, and it didn't. And here's what is interesting, okay? It seems to be the case that the people that are really interested in the 11-inch are mostly looking for a powerful portable machine. And the people that are looking for a 12.9 inch iPad Pro, for them, things are a little bit different. It's really all about the display for them. It seems, that seems to be the case. So, you know, with a 12.9 inch, people are looking for the absolute pinnacle of performance, including, you know, the display, everything. On the uh, 11 inch, they want power and they want portability. That's the difference. That's what they want. It's not necessarily just about why that difference exists. And so that's just something to think about. I don't know if that syncs up with your own feelings. Obviously, there are people out there with the 11-inch who want it to have that really nice XDR display. But somebody asked me if, uh, with, with things like Resolve coming to the iPads now, um, is there going to be an increase with iCloud storage? That I don't know. I actually have asked around about that, and nobody knows. So I don't know. And finally, uh, it, you know, when is Freeform going to be released? Freeform, of course, is the new collaborative app that's for the iPad that lets you, you know, get stuff done like a big, giant, never-ending whiteboard that you can, you know, be working on with other people uh, to get stuff done. And honestly, I think it looks cool even if you're going to use it solo. In fact, that's what I'm most interested in. 
uh, not even about sharing my thoughts and being collaborative, <laughs> just like a big, big place for me to just think for myself. But anyways, that is not going to be officially out. You know, when the iPads start arriving at people's houses here that they just ordered, it's still officially coming later this year. So I can't wait to dig into that. Now, I got some other interesting stuff to talk about, but I just want to give you a little bit of insight into some deals. <laughs> like how does a YouTuber make some deals? I'm talking about sponsorships or how do other people try to make deals with YouTubers? Because I know you guys like some of this behind the scenes, right? And if you don't, just fast forward a little bit, okay, to the other Apple stuff. But it's really for, uh, crazy. I'm going to tell you about two deals that have kind of been uh, happening in the background here in the last week or so. One of them is bad. One of them is good. And I can't give you a lot of details. I'm not going to name company names or anything. But let me talk about the bad one first. Like this mobile carrier. We're just going to call them a mobile carrier. They, you know, you know, when someone gets in touch, it doesn't go straight to me, right? There's like a network that, you know, people get in touch with somebody. And if it's good, it's filtered. And, and then maybe if they, my input's needed, you know, then I'll get pinged and then we'll hash it out or whatever. So this mobile carrier, think cell phone carrier, they get in touch. And, um, the person who's in charge of, you know, dealing with these incoming requests, you know, say, Hey, we're interested in sponsoring and you want to work with us. Uh, they were like, you know, you've contacted us before for some other clients and you guys just didn't have the budget, you know? So do you have a different budget this time? Cause we don't waste our time anymore. If somebody doesn't have the budget, right? It's just not at this point, we know it's not worth wasting anybody's time. And here's what they said. They said, Oh no, it's cool. We have an unlimited budget this time. And uh, so, okay, things proceed a little bit, and uh, we weren't really sure, you know, the vibe of this deal, but well, okay, we'll explore it a little bit. So a call gets set up, you know, a 50-minute call between me. I'm already busy. Like, I don't want to take this call already. I don't even like dealing with the sponsorship side of things. It's almost like a necessary evil, and someday I would love to work to the point where we don't have to do sponsorships anymore. I know the audience would like that too. So I hop on this call, and uh, immediately things go weird when the person instead of like <laughs> you know just kind of talking about the actual stuff the guy's like well i want to start by giving you a, a presentation on like who i am who the company is uh, what my organization does for people it's like huh what I, I don't have time for this i didn't sign up for this i'm not here to be your audience you know i thought we were going to talk about this deal and uh you know so i kind of tried to like rush things along here i'm already not liking the feel of this and then I said, you know, honestly, it really just comes down to budget, right? Do you guys have the budget? You know, here's what the quote was and, and can we make it happen? And here is what he said. Remember, he said he had unlimited budget. Well, okay, here's what we're going to do. Every time you sign somebody up, we're going to give you $200 for every sign up. And, uh, and I said, let me stop you right there. Uh, we're, are you telling me you don't actually have a budget? You just are trying to do an affiliate deal and give us a cut of people you sign up? I said, we don't do affiliate deals. We, talk, we already told you that. Oh, well, and then he's trying to tell me about how good it is, uh, all the benefits. I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you. I'm not interested in that. And, and then, get this, he contacted us <laughs> a week later and uh, and said, hey, just want to check back in. You know, is this something here? Oh, sometimes people can drive you nuts. You probably have people like this in your job who, uh, man, they just don't get it, but they're desperate to be working with you, right? They should tell you. When something reeks of desperation, that should tell you a lot right there. By the way, the reason that we don't do the affiliate stuff, a lot of affiliate stuff um, anymore, we used to do some, uh, but number one, when somebody comes up and they're like, let's do an affiliate, they don't want to pay you up front. They probably don't really have a budget. 
right? That's a big part of it. But also, if you're a YouTuber, and you got to know what you're worth, right? If you're a YouTuber, though, uh, man, you can end up, if you're not careful, like 20 or 30 like affiliate programs. I know other people have done this. And then at tax time, it's a mess. Not cool. Not fun. We simplified a long time ago and just said, we, you know, basically, we're not going to do any outside affiliate programs. Uh, from people. So yeah, that was really frustrating, really stupid. But there was a good deal that's been in the works. I can't tell you who the company is. Uh, you may end up seeing it, um, you know, later. I always wondered how this works. I had never particularly had a deal like this materialized before. But this company reached out and they said, hey, you know, we really liked your review of this product. And, uh, you know, places like Amazon and Best Buy, and all these big retailers, they kind of give us like a homepage on their websites and we want to make a video of some of the good uh, reviews that we've gotten. Would you mind working with us? Um, you know, we could pay you to include some of what you said, if that'd be okay. And uh, it just so happens that I really like this company, really like this product. Uh, obviously I said good things about it cause I really actually like it. I, I use it all the time. So it was like the perfect scenario, right? Not something that I would feel bad about endorsing or anything like that. Um, so it was like great. And this dropped out of nowhere. And uh, so I've kind of been hashing out the, the weird part was, um, the budget, because, you know, speaking of knowing what you're worth, I didn't know what we were worth for this instance, because, you know, this isn't a, t a typical deal for us to do something like this. I've seen other YouTubers do it, not something that we typically do. So I kind of just said, you know, uh, yeah, this is new. I, I don't know, like what to quote you on the budget. And, uh, you know, the person handling the deal jumped in and she was like, well, here, I'll just tell you, like some people have said here our budget is this and it was like sky high and other people have said this, but I'll just tell you, we have this much budget per person. We're looking to get like six to seven people in here. I was like, great, uh, let's do that. And so anyways, um, that's kind of been working out. So it proceeds to the legal department, the legal, you know, drafts up contract and stuff. And, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm pretty happy about that. It's nice when something like that drops in good to see, you know, the hard work. Payout. This is not the kind of thing that I planned for, right? This, but this is one of those things. If you, just get out there and like you're, you're doing the work that you want to do that you like that you enjoy and just go about your business you know some good stuff is just bound to happen because you're out there and even that if you don't intend for it to happen this is just a, a direct result of like doing some good work you know all right um here's something that, that was kind of interesting i i don't know that it's all that interesting but i just wanted to mention it you know every time there's a new product release that apple puts out you ever notice there's always some developers that kind of have something ready to go that, you know, there's a demo that can get in the videos or be shown off on stage. Do you ever wonder like, well, how did they do that? How did they know? Well, the answer is, of course, that Apple uh, knows what features are coming out that are going to be new. And they invite some of their high profile developers in the community to come and they show them ahead of time. I'm sure there's non-disclosure agreements signed all over the place. And they say, here's what it's going to be. What can you come up, you know, what, let's develop it maybe together a little bit. I don't know if that happens. I'm just guessing. Or, or, or maybe like a little bit of like, what, what do you think would be cool that we could do? I don't know if that, if that happens, but once, uh, certainly once the feature is basically going to be delivered for sure, the developers get invited into the Apple labs and, uh, they get to, uh, work on it and, and, um, implement some stuff. So I think probably that's what happened with this new hover feature, especially you see like procreate seems to be the thing that's really integrated this the most. It's kind of the feature demonstration, right? It's just kind of interesting to think about, you know, who knows about what ahead of time and, and every now and then it does not happen 
often. I'll just say that. It doesn't happen often. Every now and then, I'm aware of something that's going to be coming out uh, ahead of time, too. And then it's funny to see the news, you know, the, like German or somebody's like, oh, this is set to launch in two months. And you're like, nope. Or, <laughs> or like, it's coming out uh, next at the end of next week. No. <laughs> it's rare that I'm in a position to actually know that. But it is funny to see how the news reacts to stuff uh, and, the, and the leaker dudes trying to like figure everything out uh, ahead of time uh, when you already know and, and just how off they can actually be. But that's the main news. People have treat rumors like news now on all the Apple blogs. So everyone just thinks that those people really know what they're talking about. And it turns out, no, they don't always. I wanted to spend just a, a minute or so talking about, you know, I saw this article in the Wall Street Journal is about Here's the title. Company documents show Meta's flagship metaverse is falling short. Most visitors to Horizon Worlds generally don't return after the first month. An empty world is a sad thing. Everything I've seen about this, I, I haven't popped into Horizon Worlds. I have an old quest laying around. I, I know they just came out with a new um, you know, flagship Meta uh, VR headset. I haven't, I haven't messed with it. Facebook's vision of this stuff, it just, on its face, <laughs> on its face, it just seems dumb. It doesn't seem well thought out. It doesn't seem purposeful other than we want to make something and make money off it. It doesn't seem like it. it's serving a purpose for any consumers. And this is always in the back of my mind, you know, when Apple's thinking about doing uh, AR, VR stuff, getting into that. And, and you just look at how meta, I guess, I still call them Facebook. You look at how they're doing it and you're just like, you just know it's not the right way to do it. And I have the inkling in the back of my head for me i think apple's going to really keep this focused on like work type of stuff productivity type of stuff maybe maybe some kind of fitness stuff and they're really into that but like like horizon worlds from meta it doesn't it's nothing it's just it's an online place to digitally exist some people have a hard enough time just existing in a real world right <laughs> and you're gonna pay all this money and just have a place to wander around an empty place to wander around i don't know it just, it's so dumb. Let me just read you the first paragraph here. Nearly a year after Mark Zuckerberg rebranded Facebook as Meta Platforms Inc. in a bet the company type of a move on the metaverse, internal documents show the transition grappling with glitchy technology, uninterested users, and a lack of clarity about what it will take to succeed. So glitchy technology, always bad, but you know, that's something that can be overcome. Uninterested users and lack of clarity. Those are the two big things. So on the Apple side of things, I think before Apple's even launched theirs, Apple comes into the market with interested users. If Apple comes out with it, you're automatically going to have some interested users. So it's a question of whether or not they can keep them interested with whatever it is they actually unveil. And then this lack of clarity. I think that when you think about Facebook that's and Meta, that's what I think. Lack of clarity for the whole company. That's why they're always acquiring people. You know, They're never coming out with anything new. They're always copying and this was their, they were trying to come up with something new here, although kind of, they, they just acquired this other company, right? Oculus to do this even, but that lack of clarity, that's the problem, I think. And I don't think Apple's going to have that. I don't think Apple launches um, whatever it is they have with a lack of clarity. So I think that'll be the difference. Okay, let's end this uh, by talking about Thunderbolt 5, because I think this is kind of interesting. I was going to cover the new Apple TV, but I might make a video about that. Uh, we'll see though. So Intel actually just previewed the next gen of Thunderbolt. Uh, Thunderbolt, obviously, very cool because it's very fast. But this new generation, uh, Thunderbolt 5, we had four before, 
uh, is going to enable ultra fast data transfers. I guess they probably say that every time. But the thing is, this is going to give us improved external display support for future Macs. And those Macs could start incorporating this uh, in 2023, I guess. So for those of you that actually know what this means, it's going to be able to deliver 80 Gbps. I think that's gigabits per second, right? Don't want to say it wrong. And that's bi-directional, so it goes both ways. So you get two times faster data transfer speeds between feature max and external storage. This is really good. Can I just tell you, let me break into this and say, I hate the drive that I've got sitting on my desk right now. I got it because it was cheaper and already that that was a mistake, right? Never get the thing that's cheap, you know, and, and by cheap, it's like relative. It was still like 800 bucks or something, but it's got a spinny disc inside and it's like 12 terabytes. I was going to archive some of my old videos and stuff on this thing. And I should have just got like some real NAS you know, network attached, good storage, you know, like everybody else. <laughs> but, uh, and I, and sometimes I don't even use this, you know, like why, why do I even archive except for this deal where uh, I was doing the thing that's going to Best Buy and all these things. They're like, can you send us a, a full res copy? And it's like, oh yes, I can. And so I hit my external storage, but this thing is so slow and it ruins like all parts of my workflow. I go to save something. And even if I'm saving it to the cloud, my computer doesn't know where I'm saving it. Maybe it thinks I'm saving it to this external drive and it just pauses. Everything pauses. This is a brand new computer basically. And everything pauses and hangs and waits for those drives to spin up just in case I want to save there. And it, I don't know, it sets me back five, seven, eight seconds, which is not a big deal, but it's maddening when you're just ready to hit, you know, save and get on with your day or, or when you're trying to open stuff, doesn't know where you're going to open from or when you're going to import stuff, it's just like, oh, it's so annoying. So I'm all for anything that's going to speed up my uh, workflow. But here's the crazy thing about this. So the next gen of Thunderbolt uh, is going to have a mode that's going to allow for 120 gigabits per second bandwidth for external displays, which would in turn allow the Mac to support up to dual 8K displays at 60 hertz. Now that's pretty crazy. Right now, the 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pros uh, they have Thunderbolt 4, which, you know, USB 4, and that allows for 40 gigabits of bandwidth in each direction. 40. And this new one would allow for 120. That's a big jump. Now, I should point out, no Macs currently support 8K displays, like, on just a plug-and-play basis. So, for instance, uh, you know, the 14 to 16-inch MacBook Pros, we may get some new ones coming out, you know, next week. Um, but the, those do 6K. Uh, I think, what is it, two or three? Two or three external uh, displays at 6K at 60 hertz, depending on how you configured it, uh, whether you got the M M1 Pro or the M1 Max chip. So this is kind of interesting. You know, I saw some YouTubers the other day talking about, remember when people thought 8K was going to be a thing and everyone was getting 8K cameras and stuff, and and it really wasn't. But as soon as, and it's going to be a multi-year thing, but as soon as the monitors actually start coming out and prices start coming down, you know, that's going to be the new thing to have the 8K. Not having really experienced it, I can't tell you if it's going to make a huge difference. For me, as somebody who does like um, video stuff, even if the, uh, the output is going to be 4K, to shoot in 8K means you can crop in, you know, 50% without losing any resolution. So to do that same thing when 8K is like the standard someday, I mean, you can have to shoot way higher than that, you know? Very interesting. Now, I just talked about how rumors can be very wrong. <laughs> I realize that, but nevertheless, I got to say, this is just shaping up to be an interesting time of the year here because we didn't have an Apple event. We probably won't have an Apple event, but it looks like maybe uh, just in the same way that the iPads were announced with kind of a press release, maybe a video, 
it looks like we could get a new MacBook Pro lineup and new Mac minis with the M2 chips, with the Pro, M2 Pros, maybe just next week. Now, this is coming from German, who I just got done telling you doesn't always know exactly what's up, but he is sometimes right too. So he said the initial version of macOS Ventura launches on Monday and it will include support for 14 to 16 inch MacBook Pro models, which he expects to release uh, in the near future. The often accurate reporter said that the new MacBook Pro models will be available with M2 Pro and M2 Max chips, but he believes there'll be uh, a minimal change other than that, which if true would explain why no event. Now, this is a Mac Rumors article and they're actually saying they think that it's more likely that that the new Macs would be released sometime in November. So they're pointing out that the latest ones were released in October of 2021. But what's really interesting is the new Mac Pro. That could be pretty crazy. You know, so a new high-end desktop tower. That, I, as far as I know, is not slated until sometime in 2023. And I don't have any inside information on that. I'm just going off the rumors just like everybody else. So yeah, interesting week. Interesting upcoming weeks, very likely. Uh, I'll probably get back on track making some extra videos. I only got one out this week because I've been busy with other stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So thanks for hanging out. Don't forget to check out the newsletter because that's coming out today too. Always some good stuff in there. We might be beefing that up, adding some extra utility to it. So keep checking in there and I'll catch you guys in the next video. Later.